I was there. I don't have to listen to it. This week's show because it was a disaster. When you live in a beach resort, it's easy to forget whether you are playing or working. On each week's show, we settle in with a cocktail and try to figure out if there is a difference. This is Day Drinking on Delmarva. And I am Todd from goodcleanfunlife.com. I'm Tony Russo, no relation, and you're listening to Day Drinking on Delmarva, a podcast about life and culture on the Delmarva Peninsula. Todd drinks because he gets to live here. I drink because I have to live here. And uh, boy, it's been, it's been a rough couple of weeks for me living here and not living here. But I've got I've got some fun stories. You've got some fun stories. But before we get to that. Um, we are going to acknowledge our sponsors. Our sponsors are small businesses that we like. And this week it is good, clean, fun life productions. That's you. You know, you know, it would be fun to put together in all the time that I have to put together like a super edit of just like <laughs> you saying it's a business that we like and it, and just going back and forth between <laughs> it being me and you. Uh, yes, it is. It is me. It is goodcleanfunlife.com, GCFL Productions. And uh, I'm kind of I'm kind of in the middle of a uh, of a little bit of a switchover. It's good to switch things up every once in a while. I think this is going to be a good thing for us. But uh, as we talk about a lot, we have a podcast. Uh, we do media for bars and restaurants as well as uh, businesses and 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 you and I have spent some time talking about the importance and tricks and tips and uh you know things surrounding the digital marketing world uh mm. which we're in and uh right now I'm I'm looking to change over my editing software uh, premiere that I've been using for years and years and I'm switching to DaVinci Resolve uh, which has been primarily a coloring, uh, uh, you know, the coloring standard for a lot of Hollywood and television and, and that sort of thing. Um, so it's it's been a little bit of a learning curve. And actually, I, I, I have to say something because, you know, I've been doing I've been editing for for well over 10 years now. Right. It's been like 13 years. Uh, well, I, I actually it's, it's just if you're talking about. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I was, I, I just posted something on Facebook that was a call for guests on the Toddcast that was seven years old. It was when I was at oceancity.com. And so oh, that was seven years ago and we had been doing it for a long time then. So I, I yeah. think it could be 15. If we, if we say 2007 or 2008, yeah, it's 15 years, 14 years. Yeah. Man, oh man. But it, well, and it's interesting. And then, so I uh, actually had a doctor's appointment today. Things went very well. Uh, I'm healthy, uh, but you know, they do this, they do this screening these days. Um, you know, it's like a mental health screening and I, I had to chuckle at it being the, the Gen Xer that I am. And my, my doctor who, uh, who's great, who we're, who we're friendly with uh, is like, do you, are you finding joy? Are you not finding joy in things that you normally find joy in? Um, <laughs> and I'm like, you know, the first thing I thought of is like, I'm, I'm having to relearn a new editing software 
and change things. And actually it's been very invigorating, you know, where yeah. I've been, I, I've been kind of down on like, uh, <laughs> you know, my, my complaint is like, I, I was, uh, I was hired to be a videographer, but now I'm a social media manager and a, a copywriter and a, you know, technical trouble, troubleshooter and all of these things. Right. Um, but no, learn, learning something new has actually been, uh, been pretty fun. And, and I mentioned a little bit before the show, DaVinci Resolve is a, um, is a, is a, they call it NLA, uh, for editing purposes, nonlinear editing, I think is, uh, mm-hmm. is what that stands for, but it's, uh, it's made by, uh, black magic, which is a hardware company and Adobe is a purely software company. So, uh, it's actually pretty cheap, and I'm going to start suggesting it to uh, anyone that they have a free version that's incredibly robust and works incredibly well. So if you are in, uh, if you have a small business or you want to start, um, you know, taking pictures of your kids or your family vacation, and you have a little bit of intuitive knowledge of how uh, editing might go, it's a uh, it's a great great platform to get started on. Uh, I actually am getting started on, uh, on the iPad because it has a, again, a very robust, uh, uh, version that's there the on the, the fly. That's the on the fly bit that you were mentioning. Uh, yes. Becoming yes. More important to you. Yes. Yeah. So like mobile quick and, and that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, so that's, that's kind of where I'm at and that's, that's what, uh, I'm, I'm about Six months behind all of the YouTubers <laughs> that I follow, they're, they're like I, I go back and every one of them are like, "Oh, I'm switching to Resolve. I'm I'm switching to Resolve," and I just like stop paying attention to that. Um, <laughs> I've just been so embedded with work and stuff like that during summer. But I think now it's like when you get a chance to kind of take a look, uh, step back, and look at things. And uh, and this is what I'm this is what I'm trying to do. So got a couple test projects on it already. And, uh, and I'm pretty, uh, pretty happy with it. That's interesting. And so there, go ahead. I was able to tell my doctor that I'm not depressed because I'm finding joy in things that I've always found joy. <laughs> in. Well, that's the, that's the weird question, right? Cause I also find joy in things I've always find joy in, but they're all mean things. So <laughs> what does that mean? Right. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, if I, I've always confused, conflated schadenfreude and joy. So yes, but I don't think that says that I'm in a good place mentally. Right. Yeah. You know, I love to see bad things happening, but that's not, uh, that's, that's not, I think the answer they're looking for. Um, the other thing that I wanted to ask you about was this, idea of i'm sorry not ask you about tell you about um this idea of branding and return on investment i'm springing this on you because i just remembered it we should have talked about this before the show um (laughs) that's all right there's a there's a report out and i heard it on the lips and podcast this morning um that companies are moving away from I mean, this isn't a secret to you. I just, I just love, I just love when our shit like hits the mainstream, and and it's and it's like, yeah, I know we we've been saying that for years, but no one's listening because I'm in my robe, yeah, and uh, and clearly out of my mind. Um, but uh, 
brands are now starting to embrace podcast advertising for its uh, halo effect or its knock-on effect or its branding effect Mm -hmm. rather than just a pure return on investment. So it's, you know, brands are starting to realize that just having a promo code and making the sale isn't really what podcasts are good at. Podcasts are good at brand affinity and making people used to hearing the the brand name and what the brand does. And it's not about like, and it can't be because we are right in people's ears. You know, it's not like Ron Popeil act now, you know, what, what we do when we are, I mean, we don't, (laughs) but but what one, (laughs) but what one could do um, is, is, increasingly are selling the fact that people listen and that over and over and over again, it makes them feel good to hear a company name or an idea. Yeah. That's repeated. Um, well, and we, which, we've talked about sort of like the old school thinking of you, uh, the old school thinking of to be a contractor in the in the 90s, you had to have a yellow book listing and because it just adds legitimacy. And I think now in any business, no matter what it is, if you have a podcast, it's just another layer of legitimacy of you taking your business serious. Or if you're at least on a podcast or on several yeah. podcasts. And one of the things, one of the one of the problems that I would like to solve um or one of the problems that I think is worth solving is that yes. And of course there are all these business podcasts that have been doing this for years, you know, establishing you as a thought leader, you know, come on my podcast, be a thought leader, pay to come on my podcast, be a thought leader. Um, And one of the things that we do well is ignore that kind of aspect of it. Yeah. Um, like we're not we're not really good at making people sound like they're thought leaders, but we are really good at making them sound interesting, you know, yeah. and like they care about what they do, which is which is better, you know, and one of the one of the ways that I think podcasters can take advantage of this kind of trend is is to do that is instead of just doing continuing along these, you know, kiss ass, tell me why you're such a great innovator, thought leader, serial entrepreneur, motherfucker or whatever. (laughs) Um, And instead, you know, just let people show why they're interesting and why they care about what they do. If I can brag for a second, one of the things that all of my interviews contain, like when I interview somebody before the end of the interview, they're going to convince, unless it's, you know, a combative interview, but you know, if it's a nice interview, they're, they're going to get a chance to show people why they love what they do. And mm-hmm. I always feel like it's a missed opportunity. People come in and they're like, and this is my, this is my pitch and this is my sale and this is my sale and this is my pitch. And what I want to say to them is like, I know, cause you've said that to a hundred people. I knew that about you before I met you. Tell me right. something that I tell me why not. Yeah. What? Yes, yeah. yes. You're great. Yes. You have an MBA. Yes. You know, all of your clients love you. All of your, all of your fans are, are staunch, staunch followers, but now tell me why, you know, mm-hmm. tell me, cause I'm not, and I'm not in that group. Tell me something that'll make me be in that group. And that is, 
if you're if you're going to do a business oriented podcast, that is where I think you have an opportunity to make a dent because it's not the same thing and demanding that it not be the same thing that you've said on 1200 podcasts, because people don't want to hear the same thing over and over and over again. You know, when you're trying to learn something like I learned this uh, a long time ago, listening to the uh, listening to writer podcasts before I decided to get my, to have a publisher take care of all the hard parts of publishing (laughs) my book, uh, except for the writing. Um, You know, I'm like, well, I'm going to self-publish. And I was listening to all these self-publishing podcasts, but it was really the same 15 or 20 people saying the same thing on 15 or 20 different podcasts. And it got, it got gummy. Oh, stop. Sorry about that. And it got gummy. And so that's Mm -hmm. something that I think people would do do well to think about when they're, when they're thinking about doing uh, leveling up on their production and on their outreach and on, even on their social, you know, attempts. Yeah, well, and it's interesting because I I find um, I consume a lot of YouTube, you know, so learning this new software, I'm looking at tutorials and and that sort of thing, and um, especially in the in some of those spaces of of like trying to capture sales and that sort of thing, and I mean, it it just seems so transparent when you are like, hey, learn about this. And you spend 10 minutes talking about uh, the sponsor of the video and what you're about to learn about and how it's going to change your life. And then if you, but if you, and like, this is a, you know, this is what it is. This is a quick little peek. But if you really want to know, you got to, you know, sign up for the, the class. Uh, for the class. And um, I don't know. It's like you say gum or uh, you've used the phrase uh, icky before. And that's just yeah. not uh, that's just not where we're at. And it's interesting right now because of the the client work that we're doing up in uh, Rehoboth and Dewey. You know, we have a brand new restaurant uh, that the Starbird opened uh, right um, the week after Memorial Day. And they had an incredible summer not surprisingly but now like the last two months is like oh okay now what do we do yeah um, you know and i'm like well this is the first october you've ever had you know in this location and you know you there's uh there's there's a desire for um management to want to um you know push out sales stuff and like let them know what the specials are let them know what the specials are and of course, we're, there's a there's a place to do that, and we're going to do what we can. But it's also, you know, you're building the the personality of the business. Um, you have a great jump off point because it's associated with the Starbird, um, and you have uh, you have you have a great um, you know platform of this uh, you know of an existing business to be able to to leverage. But like people get really turned off and algorithms will, um, you know, don't like it when you're, when you're putting a bunch of salesy stuff out. long way of just saying, I feel like a real conversation on a podcast is a great way to, to kind of circumvent all of that and, and really I, develop some fans. Right. But it, it takes longer, but it's, yeah. but they're, they're more real. Um, the, I've never understood that. Um, they 
I've never understood re- restaurants saying this is this is a food thing that we're serv- we're serving right now. It's like the money that you spent to produce that you literally could have bought lottery tickets because like. <laughs> Oh, look, I happen to, I don't know what I'm in the mood for. Oh, I'm in the mood for that. The odds of someone who is ready to be in the mood for what your food picture is and also is planning to go out to dinner also that night is, yes. if it's got to be infinitesimal, you know, of your 7,000 fans, right? Or followers or whatever, even if it's 7,000 out of the 7,000 people that follow your page, 600 are going to see it. And out of that 600, how many are going to be like, oh, yeah, I think I would like to go to the pit and pub for French fries and a hamburger or whatever. You know, it's right. just it seems so scattershot. It always it always surprises me when because I'm never like, oh, yeah, I think I'll go get some, you know, corned beef hash or whatever. There. Some some of what they're what they're selling. Some of yeah. They're and that's selling. the the return on investment is always that, that you know, tricky, tricky question. You know, it's a. Uh, but that's that's what's great about working with clients who kind of get the idea that they that it's that it's brand building as much as anything, and um, and it's not sales, and you know it's it's like awareness and and um, you know creating a fan base, you know advocates. Yeah. Speaking of creating a fan base and advocates, I want to talk about the Maryland Writers Association for for a little while. Um, yeah, and our plan and our plan for world domination, as always. Um, so I'm the president of the Maryland Writers Association, Lower Shore, Lower Eastern Shore chapter, um, and we've got a reading coming up in December. Stay tuned for an actual date. I feel like it's probably going to be December 9th, but um, we're going to produce a uh, um, a dramatic reading of the Christmas Carol, the Charles Dickens, Tiny Tim thing. And we're going to be doing that in Salisbury at the Salisbury Art Space. And that is important for several reasons. Uh, mm-hmm. The Salisbury Art Spaces are the galleries that are in the gallery building. You, oh, okay. You you get them from, if, if so if you're familiar with Salisbury, there's a parking lot between the downtown and the library. To get mm-hmm. to the downtown, you walk through what's called the gallery building or can walk through the gallery building because it's a public passage. On the bottom mm-hmm. floor, you have to walk past the um, Salisbury Art Space. It used to have a different name to get there. And it's 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 an art gallery is what it is. It's, oh, a, cool. it's a public art gallery um, that's run by like an art community. It's not mm-hmm. it's not owned by the town. Um but they wanted to start doing more stuff. So we're going to do our readings there um, in January, starting in January. And to kick off this idea, we're going to um, do this Christmas Carol thing. Um, very excited about the Christmas Carol. I just got to read the script. It was prepared by our friend Andrew Heller. And nice. do you know Andrew, right? Yeah, yeah. I remember him He's from... Legitimately, like... I know he has a degree in it. You know, I, I know he has directed <laughs> professionally before and all of that mm-hmm. stuff. I think it's like when people read my book and they're like, oh shit, you you really do. Right? <laughs> you know you what really you do, do. Right? You're not just, you're not just on the internet claiming to be able to write it, it, it. I mean, I never doubted. I've read some of his plays before and his plays were all really good. I mean, I, I like mm-hmm. his plays. He's written some, you know, one act plays and things like that, but he 
knocked out this radio play version of A Christmas Carol in like two or three days. Yeah. And the script is great and it's funny and it's moving. And he combined, because the thing is, we're not going to have many people to read and we don't have a lot of time to do it. So he combined, like he, he took entire scenes that you think of from a Christmas Carol and he put them into conversations from other parts of the Christmas Carol. So it's included, but it's not really where it belongs, but you get the information that you need for the end of the play to have. So, and I mean, we know how the play ends and all of that, but it's just, just just a spectacular, spectacular adaptation. I can't oversell that. Um, I am a a producer. I'm a producer. I won't be, I won't be reading or, or anything like that. I'm, I'm behind the scenes making sure all the bumps go bump in the night. Um, But we're very excited about that. And we're also very excited about the one true thing, which we've talked about on here before, but I'll talk about again um, and again and again, because we're still looking for people to submit. And this is like the moth. So these are going to be true stories told live, but you will be able to use your notes. As a matter of fact, you'll be required to submit your story in advance. Right. Right. And read and read and read from your story just so that everybody knows how long you're going to be and what you're going to talk about, including you. Um, the only time I ever let someone do it without it, they didn't know what story they were telling. And after 25 minutes, I had to go and pull them off. And it was embarrassing <laughs> gotta, for me. And it was embarrassing get get the big them. hook out. Yeah. Yeah. It was this old lady too. And I feel like a big bully, you know? And then she's like, I'd like to come back next month. And I'm like, well, I would like you to drive off a cliff. So why don't we be <laughs> in the middle? And you don't drive off a cliff and don't come back next month. <laughs> I didn't say that, but I, it was, it was really, it was really embarrassed. I was embarrassed for her and right. ashamed of myself for letting my standards slip just because it was a, an old lady. Yeah. Um, you can't trust you those know, old ladies. Can't trust the old ladies, but more important. And this is really where I'm going to, where I'm trying to go with this is I want to be part of, Salisbury doesn't have a writing community. Salisbury has 16 to 20 different groups of people that all have writing groups that are just like, there's just like clicks and they're just like people who meet. And I want to do something more than that. I want to, I want to, I want to write things. I want to publish things. I want to share things. And there's no reason Salisbury shouldn't be, an art hub. I mean, it's it's a it's a city of thirty thousand people. There's not even a bookstore, you know. Yeah. It's just it's yeah. just so fractured. And honestly, it's just because I don't feel like driving to Berlin, where it would be so much easier to do. <laughs> um, and so and so we're trying to recenter the Maryland Writers Association Lower Eastern Shore chapter in Salisbury, and we've got a bunch of stuff that we're going to do in the spring. We're very excited about. Um, but mostly I want to invite people to come out and to do the um, and and to see us do the the Christmas Carol and to submit things. Because the other the other part of it is we don't just want writers to do these readings. We want normal people to write their normal stories and share them and to and to see what that experience is like. Yeah. Yeah. I know. we And I know we've talked about it and I even uh, flirted with the idea pre-COVID, right, when when we were when you were first trying to get this off the ground. Yeah. Of uh, of doing it. But having an experiment experience of doing that down, what was it? Uh, um 
Dave the Fruit Guy had set something up in in Berlin, and and it was a really uh, it was a really neat event, um, and I I actually did participate in it, and it w- it wasn't really themed like you're like you're doing, uh, mm-hmm. which is probably the way to do it to have it be sustainable, um, and this was just a one off thing, but yeah, I I, uh, I told a story and uh, and found it very I still think I reflect on that as a, as a as a very neat experience. Well, I I like I like Jinx for you. Jinx is the is the uh, is the March theme. Um, yeah. Oh, you know what else I think you would do very well at? As a matter of fact, I'm going to challenge you here in front of all of our fans, all 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 of our fans to <laughs> um, to do February, which is embrace, um, because Ooh. it's you know embrace is widely interpreted and embracing change. Um, mm-hmm. I think. I think telling a good, clean, fun life story might be yeah might be appropriate yeah. for that. Um, twenty five hundred words takes about fifteen minutes to twenty minutes to read them. What I would do yeah. is, if I were you, I would just talk for half an hour and then have it transcribed, and then <laughs> and then tighten and then it refine up, and re- refine and refine and refine. But uh, yeah, that's yeah. my my official challenge to you because I think you'd be great at that. I um, like that. The other thing that I wanted to quick point out is i want to thank everybody for coming out last wednesday november 8th all right we're recording this on wednesday november 8th when i hang up when i hang up i'm gonna take my robe off and put on some clothes and um, go to the ocean pines library where i'll be giving a talk on um my kooky book whatever it's called dragged into the light uh truth is reptilian super soldier something 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 sherry schreiner um, but, uh, I discovered, I don't sell my books. It's not, I'm just, if I were to psychoanalyze myself, I might say, you know what? You feel like if you, as long as you don't ever do anything, then you can't fail at it. But I don't really even <laughs> think it's that. I don't think it's that. I, I think it's really just that I'm a goofball. But anyway, so I have all these books that I'm going to bring to sell. And it occurs to me that I haven't sold books like I don't like to sell books personally. I like to right. go to some place that already has books and just sign them. That's my deal. Um, yeah. and I can't find my little easy pass. And I'm sure oh. we can even plug into my phone anyway. Uh, the <laughs> PayPal taker. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and so of course, because it's me, so I should have done lots of things. I did make a bookmark i got a thousand bookmarks which i've been meaning to do for a while so there will be bookmarks available um and i'll have some also at the uh, greyhound um when i go there on um on december 9th for my signing but i didn't i don't have a way to sell these books (laughs) i just bought i just bought 20 books from my publisher and i don't have a way to take any money for them so (laughs) i I have uh, my my computer is charging as we speak, mm-hmm. and I have an account at um, Buy Me Coffee, BuyMeACoffee.com okay. or whatever. Yeah. So I I put I went into the BuyMeACoffee.com and I just put like special special order pay what you want um, for dragged into the light at twenty six dollars and I just put like. Uh, in-person events only next to it. And then I'll, that's what I'll have. People can, people can pay on, on the computer, on the, give me caught on the, on the pay me coffee. And then I can hand them, hand them a book or they can give me cash. 
I, I had mean, that's something a, on my phone, but it it doesn't work anymore. Yeah. What do you like a little a little card reader? What about Venmo? Do you have Venmo? I do. I just this is Ocean Pines. They don't have Venmo. The, yeah, they're not gonna. Yeah, they're they're. I mean, fortunately, I will take checks because I. Yeah, I was gonna say you're gonna get more checks than anything. I I think that that's the sweet spot. But it just occurred to me that I don't have a way to take uh, credit cards, and you can apply to take credit cards on your PayPal, which I did this morning. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> maybe it'll come through uh maybe it won't but um we'll see it's you know just just more more of my kookiness but one of the things that again so the writer community um one of the things that i wanted to do with the one true thing is i want to continue to push non-fiction writing mm-hmm. uh non-fiction writing that is not poetry and today i'm on a panel with three other non-fiction writers and there's a self-help Two self-helps and a memoir, I think, or something like Two that. Two self-helps and, and a memoir. Walk into a yeah. bar. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, oh, I told an accidental rap joke the other day that I want to tell you in a second. Oh. Um, and <laughs> we do, we do, we're doing different things. And I just, I, I, I used to be in the nonfiction authors guild and I left because nonfiction is really just code for self-help, um, spiritual, and poetry. You know, it's not really for journalism-based works, or right. it seems to be less about that. And so I, I want to kind of, um, I want to kind of re- reimagine that. Um, so we were talking about the history of rap, and I was talking to my wife about something in the distant past in the in the nineteen nineties um 1980s or 1990s and i said you know and then when the price of electronics come down you could get a couple turntables and a microphone (laughs) (laughs) and i didn't say it to be clever i literally said (laughs) a couple turntables and a microphone and then my wife was singing for the rest of the the rest of the (laughs) evening that's me so apparently that's some sort of rap rap thing Yep, uh, that the kids that the kids were into, and at um, that time too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, just bringing it all home. So that that brings us up to the end. We're uh, just about out of time, anyway. Um, and until uh, until I'm sorry. Wait, now I ask you: Do you have anything? But unless you have anything else, you have anything else? I got nothing. All right. Well, until next time. Remember, at the beach, it's happy hour whenever you say it is.